Welcome to the Parent Matters Podcast, where we help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of parenting and equip you with tools to confidently parent your children. I'm Susan Stutzman, and today we're talking about a new tool, my book, Worry Wishing Trail. And to help me do that is Angie Golden. Angie is the artist who illustrated the book. Welcome to the show, Angie. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Angie, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are. Um, just introduce yourself to our listeners. So um, I teach elementary art. I teach Susan's Daughters. Um, I teach in Hinsdale, Illinois. I teach kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, this year is a little different. I taught remotely for half the year, but now I'm back to kids in my classroom, which has been wonderful. Um, I went to school for painting and art education at University of Illinois in Champaign. Um, and I got my master's at Northern just last year. I finished. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And now I'm kind of doing a lot of some freelance art projects like this. Um, a lot of projects came up during the pandemic because I think people were like working on their passion projects or things that they have time for. So (laughs) that was kind of nice. Um, this is my first book that I've illustrated, but since I've had another person ask me to, so I'm starting another one. Um, and I wasn't sure if I would be, if it would be something I would be good at, but it kind of came pretty easily. And yeah. I think it was a really fun process. So I hope to get, you know, more people wanting me to help with that kind of thing. So it's cool. Yeah. And I know, um, so I'm just going to share with our listeners a little okay. bit about this book. So the um, Worry Wishing Trail is a basically in book form, a technique that I use with kids who are dealing with anxiety. And it's something that I use in my life as well, because as a child, I dealt with anxiety and had to learn how to use coping skills and how to actually, instead of stuff my anxiety away, to become a friend to it, see what it needed, help it out, and then let it go so that it didn't become bigger and bigger and bigger in my life. And so basically, the book talks about how um, it's important to look at your worry, name it if it or if it has a name, to get it what it needs, and then take it on a journey, take it on a walk, give it breath. Mm-hmm. So the breathing in and out, breathing in and out, letting it pass through. Because one of the things that I've learned, and I love to share with my clients, is that um, worry oftentimes will manifest itself as um, a somatic feeling or um, so like a body feeling or start becoming something inside of us. So like our tummy will start to hurt or our arm will start to ache. And sometimes then it moves around. But if we then get really scared of it, it can get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if we begin to be like, oh, shoulder, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Right? You know, like, do you need a massage? Do you need a drink? Or like if your throat feels scratchy. Um, And so you came along and helped me um, illustrate it. Tell me a little bit about um, illustrating and and how that is a way in which you can kind of create um, picture or uh, concepts, create and help concepts come to life. Well, I think it was helpful. You had this vision with the trail that you follow, which I think is part of the the what's it called? the process that you do with kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was helpful to kind of see that. And then, you know, working with kids, it's my whole 
idea here was to try to get images that kids would understand. So the text could, you know, work with the pictures and then also work with this trail that goes through. And there was just pretty simple images, but it was helpful to like have a color scheme and kind of look. I looked at a lot of books that I have in my classroom that I know are popular books in the art world. And the color scheme is kind of like a dull colors. And I thought that was good. And then we kind of talked about how it brightens up as the worry goes away. And it was just, I just kind of was, it. Um, I felt like it was able to flow once I had once I was able to see the picture and once I started drawing and kind of had the little kids that are in the book once I had those characters it kind of came really easily and how they interacted with the line and the line really helped me see the end and how it all came together I guess. yeah no I think and for those of you who are listening part of this line in the book mm-hmm. is this trail and it and um and if you walk it or you use your finger to trace it, you begin to realize like um, it can also be a way to help kind of like balance out your system or your anxiety or a term that I use is like regulate. So you're like, you know, really highly anxious. Mm -hmm. And as you begin to do these breathing exercises as well as like finger movements, or if you truly can get up and walk, that's great too for anxiety. (laughs) But um, it becomes, it starts to... It starts to lower the intensity. And then it is um, my hope that through these types of exercises that you can let go of the worry. And we and we show that at the end of the book, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. And I did just feel like it brought me back to when I was a kid and I had something like I lost my library card once. And I remember being like so weighed down by that silly little worry. And I just wish I had that as a kid. And I think I didn't ever talk to my parents about it because I didn't really realize that I was going through this with something so small. Yeah. So I kind of related to the story too, just because I wish I had something like that. And I like the exercise and the way it's, you know, calming down your worry or letting it float away and maybe it'll come back, but now we know what to do, which I really liked. And, you know, Angie, one of the things that I love about children's books is that oftentimes um, there are books that are specifically therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So they're targeted to um, address an issue that someone's dealing with, um, either with mental health or with something that is bothering them, right? But a lot of books can be used therapeutically, even if they weren't written specifically for therapy. Um, And part of that is because children's books often help kids... Um, with dealing with issues through projection. Mm-hmm. So they're like, pl- they're like not a scary topic like worry or a scary topic like bullying or, right. um, or even like a baby being born, right? Like sometimes kids are like, what in the world is yeah. happening, right? It actually begins to give them information, but outside of themselves. So instead of being like, hey, you're dealing with worry, let's talk about your anxiety. Right. You're showing them, oh, this other kid or other children or some other character has dealt with something like that. And in therapy, we often, um, one of the things I'll say for our listeners is that oftentimes um, books can be really um, therapeutic and we can use them to jump into um, processing with children. So it's even helpful with any type of book to start conversations about hard topics or about something you want to teach your child, like stranger danger. 
Right. right? Like I, we have this book at home. It's called Be Aware. <laughs> <laughs> It's about strangers. And it's about strangers. <laughs> and it's about kids going to school, and, uh-huh. you know, like, and all these things. And it's, and it's a fun book, but it's not the be all end all, right? But it's right. also not like, hey, don't ever jump, you right. know, like if there's a white van coming down <laughs> the street or something, you know, like, right. you know, I'm freaking kids out. Because again, yeah. like sometimes kids have more anxious tendencies than others. Mm-hmm. And, and yet everybody needs to know how to deal with things all different types of things like you said like it's not that you have a plaguing problem of anxiety but losing your library card is anxiety provoking especially when teachers like do not lose that (laughs) you can't replace it (laughs) can't replace the book your parents are gonna have to pay twenty seven thousand dollars for the book (laughs) exactly oh man sometimes i'm just like don't get library books Although that's not true. <laughs> that is that is not what I really mean. But I'm just kind of like, oh, dear, we got to make sure we have to keep these in order. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm curious, um, you know, this isn't just about the book that we worked on um, together. But I, I'm, you know, selfishly, I'd love to just ask you a few questions about art, because I also find that sometimes the process of art can be tra- really transformational. So you talked about in the process of drawing out these um, pictures and creating um, art in the book that you went from duller colors to brighter colors and using the image to show transformation, not just words. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you help kids, because you work with young mm-hmm. kids, um, create art, understand art, and how art can also be really a um, a wonderful way to help with a, you know, I, I, I don't know what the word is, but like just kind of, um, I don't know if there is a word, but it's a wonderful way to not only create um, a well rounded child right but it can also open our eyes to so many different things and perspective namely perspectives of other people and um and just eras and all different types of things but tell us a little bit about that i mean i'm not an art yeah no and i i think okay i'll talk (laughs) (laughs) no but i think i think a lot of people think you know, my job is to teach kids how to draw. And that's kind of not what my job is, because I know most kids are not going to end up being artists. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of kids that are going to go into some creative field, but they don't have to know how to draw a portrait or draw a person in proportion to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think like, obviously, I tie that in because that's the curriculum. But a lot of what I teach is I use something like an artist or even a, a career or something that they can relate to. And then then we kind of go off in a different direction. And my idea is always for kids to use their own ideas. Like, I don't want to – and I know when I first started teaching, it was like, okay, let's all draw a flower. And then we all draw a flower together. And that's fine. But, like, if they're not making decisions, then it's not really helping them in other ways. And I think – especially now with like all the testing and everything that's going on in their classroom, they don't get a lot of time to just make their own decisions and kind of try things out and then sometimes fail and sometimes, and it's okay. And I think in art, that's the place to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just like, personally, I think 
a lot of people don't know about contemporary artists. And I think I follow this website that every day I look on it and there's always something that I can connect to something else. Like today there was a woman that's making soup cans, but like the soup inside and they're all Andy Warhol's soup cans, like all of his flavors they use, but she made sculptures out of soup. And I show that to kids and kids think that's awesome. And then I can still talk about Andy Warhol, but Mm -hmm. we can talk about contemporary artists because there are people out there making art and even in, you know, around here too, like in the suburbs in Chicago, there's a lot of cool things I can show kids. And I think the best is when I get an email from a kid that went downtown for a show and they have they found a mural that I showed them or whatever. It's just like that they can think about that. I don't know if I answered your question. I just got yeah, no, a little think, bit. But. And I think too, like, uh, you know, I'm curious. Um, so I'll just say, tell yeah. this uh, story just because I think it connects a little bit is that when I was in undergrad, I was a music major and I okay. um, majored in violin and I taught violin um, to young kids. And one of the, children that came to um to lessons his grandmother was an artist and so we worked out a um a bartering and she did a lot of mixed media with collage elements Mm -hmm. um and she it was fascinating i mean i have some of her original art in my home and it's uh and just the way in which art shapes a lot of um a lot of different uh, or art shapes are are all over in no let me back up hold on <laughs> <laughs> let me just say this actually is that um what i really want to say is that when i i asked her if she would come to one of our violin group classes and if she would paint while we played the children played and to help the children to understand that um Music can influence feelings um, in a certain way, and art can be inf- art can be influenced by music, and music can be influenced by art. And I mean, like that we're all feeding off of each other. And I felt like it was a really eye-opening experience for not only for me but also for my students at that time, just because it was a really fun way to kind of merge two different art forms so like the um you know performing art and art i'm what do you i I feel visual art visual art yeah 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 Yeah. that's really awesome but i but i'm curious how you see merges like that um on a day-to-day basis and what you hope that children are getting out of art i think i think i see it all the time is a lot of I see a lot of kids like, and I try to bring this out in them, but they are showing like even just things that they're interested in in their art. And sometimes that's math and they don't like drawing. And sometimes we can make that work with a project. And I try to keep things loose, especially for the fifth graders, like the older kids. It's like we're doing something in perspective and that's really hard for some kids, but some kids want to, you know, draw like their dream house and then they have a story behind it and they tell me about their you know their lake house and that their grandma had this house it just I find that I learn a lot about kids and a lot about their interests and their experiences and I just think the creativity side can can help them in every other part of their life and I think a big part is the 
the making mistakes and fixing and changing them and knowing that like you don't have to look like yours doesn't have to look like your neighbors. And I think in a lot of other places, it's like you get an A on a test, you get a C on a test or whatever. And in art, it's like you don't get graded for your how good you draw it. Like if you have a really cool story behind your art, then that's just as good as making a beautiful drawing. Yeah. And I think I think art can connect to everything. And my mom's a musician and so she plays a flute. And I know Fun. that we've done stuff like that before where <laughs> mm-hmm. she like plays music and then the kids draw with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like abstract drawing. It doesn't have to be beautiful, but like what does the music make you feel and what color goes with that? And I I don't know. I think it's awesome to try to connect as many of those things together as possible. Yeah, because a lot of times outside of us, the outside influence does affect our insides mm-hmm. and helping us to be able to discern and understand what we're feeling and how things go together. And then also I talk about this, a similar concept, right, in therapy of coupling um, or like having things be together. So a lot of people know the um, experiment that a therapist or a scientist did um, named Pavlov and the bell and the dog. Mm-hmm. And he had the, the dog um, would give the dog food every time the bell would ring. And then eventually... Um, the dog learned to salivate when the bell would ring. And then he would ring the bell and the dog would salivate even if you didn't give him food, right? Right. And so sometimes we couple things or things get paired together um, and for good or for bad, right? Right. So you hear minor key music Mm -hmm. and you think of like scary stuff. Right, right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, But if you watch a scary movie and you turn the sound off, it's like... Right. Uh... (laughs) Not scary at totally all. Totally different, right? right. Um, and again, too, with art, I'm sure that there are many correlations, right? But helping children to say, you know, let's check it out. Is that just because it is painted in dark colors or does that mean it's scary? Or mm-hmm. what are they trying to help to bring up in us so that we can have an experience with that image or with, the, you know, those images? Right. Um, I- And I always think about that. You can connect with like advertising with kids and it's Mm -hmm. like, what are they trying to do and how are they doing it? And it's all about the way something looks. And we talked, we, you can talk about, you know, and I don't do this with my kids, but like just gen like toys that are for different genders and like, how can you tell? And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of things that we look at. Kids don't really stop and think about what it's trying to make you feel and especially with colors like you can talk about what different colors are trying to make you feel and I think having them be able to like dissect images paintings anything Mm -hmm. can help them just in their whole world like the visual culture around them that you know is bombarding them that they don't really stop and look at Mm -hmm. so I think it's good to teach kids how to like dissect an image which is kind of what I do too in art is when I introduce artists and we talk about it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that touches on, you know, and I know you said you teach my girls, mm-hmm. um, but I think it touches on too, like the, the, the work that teachers are um, trying their, their, to get their students to achieve. So it's not just about reading words on a page. Mm-hmm. It's about, do you understand, right? The right. comprehension. Can you retell it? Can you tell me an example of when, you, you know, you may this may have happened in your life, right? All of that is in their reading grade. All right. of the, that, you know, where, you know, as a parent, I'm just like, yeah, they can read the words. Like, yeah, right. 
right? But it's, again, it goes in correlation with, and I know there's a lot of back and forth and with with parents on, <laughs> on um, even um, with uh, common core math too, mm-hmm. right? But I think one of the beauties that I will name is um, even though I wasn't taught like that and a lot of adults weren't taught like that, right, and they're watching their children, is that it really does help children to learn it in different ways, right, visually, mm-hmm. and to be able to see and then and not just like um, – cater to children that are good with numbers, but they're also children that are, can manipulate things, right? right. Or, and that's the way I've, and this is a little tangent, but, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but I feel like it's, it's, it, it is, um, our school systems are trying to work more towards teaching well-rounded math, well-rounded art, well-rounded right. reading, um, so that we're not, so that we are learning, in different forms, but I love that, you know, as children are able to go to art class, they're able to do and create different, not just the same. Right. Yeah. I I think of like, I think of like last year when COVID was before COVID Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you did, um, the love monster Uh and, um, I have the love monster framed, and Ellen. I have oh, twins. I you know this, but mm-hmm. I have twins, <laughs> and they're totally different. Right, like different colors, like different. You know, like I mean, they yes, they both look like a yeah, love monster. Right, but very very different schemes. Mm-hmm. Different. You can tell. Like um, one of my children is more perfectionistic, and so you know, you see the. <laughs> The I don't know were they I think they were hearts or yeah hearts or there were yeah. hearts around them, and yeah. like you know with the jagged <laughs> scissor cut versus yeah. like very meticulous mm-hmm. and then different you're allowing them different color choices and different ways to um, draw I I think the eyes yeah I think they could have different expressions maybe. yeah but then remember, but, but yeah. then they were all outlined each right. of them you know like and so I think just even. Even in that simple, like, yeah, it can look different, mm-hmm. right? It's where a five is a five, you know? Like, right. <laughs> you, right. you cannot write it this way. No, right, you have to right, write it exactly, way. yeah. Um, I think it's it's helpful, and especially for problem solving. And that's one thing that mm-hmm. I talk to um, parents about. Um, one of my... Uh, one of my go-to books for problem solving is Harold and the Purple Crayon. Okay, love that book. I also like, I feel like a newer version is the book without words, Journey. Have you seen that? It's I've like, heard of it. I don't think I've read okay, it. Okay, it's or it looked literally, at it, I guess yeah, it's, it's beautiful art, but it's, the girl has a, um, a red crayon okay. and it helps her. And it just is helpful in help in imagining like different possibilities and if you don't have something how can you get it or create it mm-hmm. and um yeah i think art does a beautiful job of that and then it's so cathartic too i feel like so pictures can just make you laugh they can make you cry mm-hmm. so many things yeah well and that's i was thinking like <laughs> illustrating this book it was like hours would pass and me working on it it was just like and I haven't done that which is my fault I should be doing it more and it's like only if I have a project but I just know for myself it's like so calming and like time goes by so quickly and I like get lost which I think is sometimes that happens at school like everyone's quiet and I'm like what's happening and they're just (laughs) all so engaged and that's something I love too and it probably helps like 
everybody calm down before they go back to wherever they're going. Yeah, know? yeah. I feel like it's a very regulating activity, mm-hmm. art is, and not only, you know, activity, but a job, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. It can help you begin to settle right. into an experience. Definitely. So. Yeah. Well, Angie, I would love to just ask, if as parents are reading books to their children, not just our book, mm-hmm. Worry Wishing Trail, but other books, like what do you, what would you say as a, to parents, to our listeners, um, what is something that they could begin to um, help their children look for in art or use the pictures for differently than maybe, um, I would say, you know, the mass public does with books? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think um, with books with people in it, I think asking them to tell you about their the expressions and what they look like they're feeling or what they think is happening based on what they look like. And sometimes I do that before I read the words and just like, what do you think is going to happen here? Does this look good or bad? And you can do that with color too. Just I think that helps. And then a lot of times I for when I read books to my students, it's like, what medium do you think they used? Or what, you know, is this watercolor? Is this and I that's just I mean, I don't know how helpful that is with other things. But I just know, you know, I'm trying to get the kids to learn what everything is. And they're trying to, you know, figure out what watercolor I know what it looks like, but what does it look like on paper? Yeah. And um, yeah, and maybe, you know, what images they like more and why. And there's no wrong answer to that, but just having them talk about why they like something is, I think, beneficial. Yeah. No, and I think it's like what you're what you're describing also um, leads into like just having more open ended conversations versus let's read this book and go to bed. Right. It's like find a time to read that's not just before bedtime or a time to just go and sit at the library and like. I know that not a lot of people are doing that right now just because of the season of life. But I know like even Hinsdale Library says, you know, you can stay for an hour. I was there. We were there the other day and I was like, oh, that's nice. nice. You know, and just like sitting down and looking at books, not that you have to take everything home, but just Mm -hmm. being like, hey, let's do a scavenger hunt and find a book that is something that you might not necessarily uh, usually pick up. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know depending right. on what your child is into, like right. trucks oh, or yeah. princesses oh, yeah. or, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or Mo Willems. We have, we have, a, we do a lot of Mo Willems oh, yeah, right I like now. Mo Willems. <laughs> um, and, 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 and asking those types of questions. Cause I think, yeah, it's really important to, for um, children to become good problem solvers. And if we're not, I think, and I'll just say this and this is, and I'm not going to like, get on a soapbox, but sometimes, especially with so much um, in our culture that is um, internet-based or social media or media, like you don't, you aren't interacting as long as you were, as we were um, just a few years ago, even with images, with people, with conversations. And I think that's one of the things that I truly appreciate about children's books, but also art and slowing down is to become um, more aware of our surroundings and be able to also like begin to just be curious and wonder what is going on what is happening in this book what does it make you feel and I think a lot of that 
times, then that also can help with Definitely. other things in life. <laughs> yes. Because I just find just, and I've only been teaching for nine years, I think. But I just find now it's really hard for kids to just sit like after mm-hmm. they're done with something because they're so used to having two things happening at once. Yeah. And I know I'm, mm-hmm. I sit on my computer with my phone with the TV on, you know? Yeah. And I think if you sit and just read a book and talk about every page and go really slow and not have any other distractions, I'm sure that that's great for kids because I think it's hard for them and it's hard for me too to just do one thing, focus on it, you know? Yeah. And I think too, you know, um, I, I can, I've, I've read a number of um, things that have recently come out from um, different uh, scientific journals that have Mm -hmm. talked about children's motor skills, their gross motor skills, and, um, and sometimes the lack of um, utilizing them. That's interesting. Because of our, the way in in which we access information Mm -hmm. and how, um, how important it is to be able to use gross and fine motor skills. And I think, too, to begin to um, to appreciate that we can, that we don't just have to finish something really quickly, right? right? But we can look at it and say, what else might it need? Or mm-hmm. do you, you know, what does it make you feel? Do you feel like you want to add anything? Do you want to subtract, right? Like this. Right. You know, you don't have to just do the assignment to mm-hmm. do the assignment. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's something I struggle with all the time. Some people just want to rush through and it's like, do you really think that looks done? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and it's hard because you want to be like, no, nope, you got to finish that. But, <laughs> but you also want them to make their own decisions. And I sure. think, yeah, I think with art, especially, you know, when they have more freedom, they like, you got to get them to really care about what they're doing and then yeah. keep working. Yeah. And, and and I think too I think one of the another beautiful thing about art is it uses and plays with so many shapes. Mm-hmm. Um and helps I think too um open up conversations about ways in which we're all different and that there's um beauty in all different types of shapes mm-hmm. and all different types of art. Um and just because I enjoy things like George Klee, is that how you say his name? Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a fake one in my house. Okay. <laughs> his big orange head, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, or mixed media, you know, doesn't right. mean doesn't mean that my children will. And mm-hmm. like being able to talk about those types of Definitely. things. Or I remember when I was a kid, my dad took me to uh, us to the art institute a lot. Um, the art museum. I'm sorry. The Art Institute. Art Institute. Yeah, it's yeah. called You're the right. Art Institute, yep. right? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I remember just being mesmerized as a little child at all the little miniature. Oh, um, yes. You know, the like thorn room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> And like just is, yeah. going and like peering oh, in these windows and like mm-hmm. how, how fun and imaginative, right? And that too is art. Um, like even walking around and viewing people's gardens or homes, you know, um, seeing like, yeah, architects and interior designers, they have to use a lot of artistic concepts right. and how um, important it is to just begin to see and notice and be with and right. appreciate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. Okay. So Angie, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me, for talking about all different types of fun things. Mm-hmm. I know you teach art to 
middle uh, elementary school students, but you also teach individual lessons, right? Yes, private I lessons. Do. Yes. So, um, and you also are illustrating books now. Yes. So, yes. if people want to get a hold of you because they're like, "Hey, I want her to illustrate my book." <laughs> Um, where can they find out more about you? So I have a website that's with the school, but I'll give you my email address too. So my website is monroeart.weebly.com, which is just my Monroe School website. But my email is angiegolden87 at gmail. And I kind of am open to any type of project. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So this one. we'll put a link in the show notes so that people can um, take a look at that. And we'll also have a link in the show notes where to purchase our book right now it's only on amazon but perhaps it will be in other places at some point because (laughs) (laughs) because the art is really great (laughs) it's awesome but thank you so much thank you um, joining me and if you enjoyed what you heard if you want any more parenting tips or um just are interested in finding out about different parent matters that are important to um, myself as well as the team here at Kid Matters, please subscribe. And thank you so much.